How many mics do we Government, the other day uh, Ride it away, ride it away Get funky on the mic like an old batch of cops. my mind can't remember how many asteroids are still at heart And no one's from the old school Cause rap is still a brand new tool I say You know, another Monday in paradise yeah, you're good, man. You got the tea. I got my tea today, too, this evening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, you got to keep it uh, hydrated, you know? Always. Always. Yeah, good Monday to you, sir. Good Monday to everybody tuning in. You're on Vocalo Radio. Same old new school as the podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kevin Koval. And I'm Idris Goodwin. Yeah, man. It's good to see you. We got, we got a, a, a whole slate of topics this evening to to hop right. into and uh yeah i hope everyone's having a good monday it is cold as shit in chicago i will say that is it really is oh it oh my really? god yo it's like winter i mean it first of all it, it snowed was... it snowed in rockford yeah that's that's one it snowed in rockford like that today. sounds like a poem by the way yeah i know um and it's it's cold as shit right now man yeah i gotta yeah. I, I i have to wear like you know the hoodie with the i gotta wear layers when i when i go out is that like in how is there a poem about like it snowed in rockford not, <laughs> I'm with you in Rockford. I'm with, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, but Rockford, Illinois, not the uh, mental institution. Nice. Okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm with yeah, you, you know, Chicago, Chicago is, is as advertised. Of course, that's what it's doing. Yeah. And you know what's funny? I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning and it was like overcast and a little chilly. And I was like, well, guess we're doing this. And then by like 1030, the sun was out. And I was right. like, oh, that's right. I live yeah. here. That's how, yeah, I know. That's how y'all get down. It's, it's lovely. It's a lovely place. Man. It is. Well, yeah. I can't get mad. Why would you? Um, yeah, man. So, yeah, let's let's hop in. Uh, shout out to everybody tuning in. Shout out to Vocalo. Shout out to Justin Mayer, super producer. Um, hey. Want to let people know that if you miss or if you want to tune back and run this back, you can always uh, download and stream the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere you get podcasts. It's everything. No, but yeah. what, what do they search under? Kevin Coble, do they just put same old new school in there? Same old new do? school, but Vocalo also has their own station on Spotify. So you could, you could, if you go to Vocalo Radio, you can find all our shit. So go to Vocalo Radio on yeah. Spotify, and then from there, take you into same old new school. Yep, yep. Shout out Millican University, by the way, in Millican the building. University all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to see y'all. <laughs> yeah, man. So what's up first? You know, I, I don't know if you caught this, you know, you and I, uh, people might not know this uh, and they might not be able to tell this because, you know, we seem so much like, uh, like we're into like emo rap, you know, yeah, just clearly. Uh, and discerning uh, our tastes are, you know, yeah. highly cultivated. But we're also super, super into these battle raps. We're, we're both battle rap nerds. And on any given day, one of us might text the other one just like such and such versus such and such. And that's it, with nothing else. So I was very excited when I heard that the DNC had reached out to some battle rappers. And I thought they had reached out to battle rappers for like debate prep. Because that's who needs to, because that, that's yo, first of all, yo, that all that yo. interrupting, every, everything, everything that like these politicians can't handle in Trump, like, a, like clearly, like they're like, he, they just can't handle this guy. I'm like, it's because he's not battling battle rappers. Like he, like, if you look at battle raps, like the debate is nothing. You know, yeah. so yeah. I'm like, if they were smart, you know, if, if I was running against Trump, you know, I would get some of the best battle rappers to train me. You know what I mean? On the rebuttals, on the don't interrupt and turning the bars and be entertaining. But what it was instead is it was like an ad 
and it was like two rappers. It was Charlie Clips and uh, was it DNA? The other DNA, one, or is it sure. DNA? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and these are like legend. These are like guys who put their incredible work incredible battle rappers. Yeah, incredible yeah. battle rappers. And and you know, and the scene is that like like Charlie Clips is shooting baskets, and then DNA comes on to comes onto the court, and uh, and they start having this conversation, this discourse about to vote or not to vote in like rap form. And what did you think, Kevin Cole? Yeah, I mean, you know, it got. It got spoofed by Diesel Zamero, so I, I will say. So you know, when when you make it to that uh, stage, I think you've done the form like a disservice. Like it just, it's it's bad. Like it's bad. It's a bad political ad. It's bad battle rap. I mean, I really, I really love DNA and Charlie Clips, and as, yeah. as you say, like they they put in their work. They are, you know, they are some of the best in in the genre. But it absolutely feels like the DNC is trying to pander to young black folks in a way where they're so disconnected it feels like an over there like oh you know like this must be what you know folks are sounding like and tuning into and so let's you know let's try to reach this audience but it feels like a reach well beyond their means like not enough people in the office steering them in the right direction you know yeah it just it just reeked of inauthenticity and that and that's the thing about battle rapping is that battle rapping is like good bad or worse like this is this is the stage in which the singular artist, the individual artist, can display their artistry on their own terms. You know, hip hop, like like the best of hip, it's like we don't we don't abide by anyone else's rules. We we self govern. So you know, if we want to have the conversation about misogyny and gender politics, we're gonna do a battle between male and female MCs, right? Like, like that's how we negotiate our gender politics. Like we don't conform to other people. So to see them sort of conforming to other types of norms of rhetoric or dialectic. It just, it's like the moment it starts, you're like, ugh, and you just yeah. turn it off. Because yeah. you go to a battle rap for surprise. You go for surprises. You go for authenticity. You go for, this is a platform in a context that is sacred and out that exists on its own terms, not anyone else's terms. So to see it co-opted in this way, it was just unfortunate. Because there's a million different better ways they could have done it. Yeah, you know, you could you could have had these same rappers battling the politicians. Like it'd be ill to see DNA like battle Mike Pence. You know what I mean? Like even put him like do the split screen where you like you know you have Pence in the debate and you have DNA like going at him or something like that would be iller. Or just or just like why didn't why didn't the DNC could just host a battle rap like a battle rap competition? That's it. That's it. Like it doesn't have to be about politics. It's just like hey. Because we're a democratic party, we believe in democracy, including free speech. So much and we want to show we want to show young people of color and urban people and, young, and really just young people because battle rap at this point is universal. I mean, you got Russian like it's, it's yeah. beyond just. So I don't I don't even, I would I would contend that it's also not necessarily pandering to specifically to like black audiences because yeah. the audience for battle rap. Is, but the is content, huge. the content of this is like so, it's so skewed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's you like, know. yeah, but yeah, fam. But yo, HBCUs, they they see you, you know, it's like, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Yo, can I just also say, if I hear that one more time, I'm going to vomit. Like, if I hear, like, the the black, like, the, like, the black talking points, you know, there's all these, and this is also, like, separately, like, this is a play that I'm going to write, is just, just, like, they, they hire these black folks, and then they give them these black talking points about, like, 
Like, and he gave all this money to HBCUs. It's like, well, first of all, let's back it up. Why are there such a thing as HBCUs? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about why there's the existence of HBCUs. Let's talk about the gentrification that's happening around Howard University and push, like, stop. Like, that's not, the, that's not, fam, anyway. Fam. Charlie, Clip, stay Charlie, Charlie Clips is African-American. You know what I mean? And I just, in, you know, being a fan of Charlie Clips's, never in my life in a battle have I heard Charlie Clips say African-American. You know That's what, I mean? what I'm saying. The respect yeah. is the respectability of it. Like yeah. it just reeks yeah. of inauthenticity. Yeah. And they, they, they cut out in, in DNA's like last bit of the ad, they pulled back his like the cuss word he said or something like that. Like Are just you serious? herbs. Yeah, just like herbs. Just just leave it alone. Just let battle rap be battle rap. This it was a listen, it was a commendable effort. It was a commendable effort. But it just it just makes me mad, man. It's just like you know, because you and I have been negotiating the co-opting and commodification of hip hop culture for a long time, right? Like even even in our day in Chicago, they were out. The vultures were out. They were coming to the spots. They were like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, help us sell this deodorant. Help us, sell, you know, come come like, hey, can you just hey, hey can you say hey, can you just say uh, yeah. like in your poems? Can you just say something about like? you know, uh, radical STEM uh, programming and how, you know what I mean? So this is just, it just, it's just disappointing to see that they're still doing this. No, but I, I think, I think you're right though. I think the turn would be to just let it be itself. And that's always the thing, right? It's just like anyone could come to a forum and be a fan, appreciate it and help maybe give it another platform, but not if you're policing it, not if you're governing it, you know what I mean? That That's where it begins to be, I think susceptible problematic like they turned off the comments in the youtube clip you know what i mean, I mean? Of, course and, and, they did. And, but of course they did but of i mean like part of it is like but, but like but you know battle rap specifically and hip-hop in general of course is like a culture of call and response and part of the attraction to battle rap in this current form that we know it is the audience engagement you know what i mean and so uh, just to see you know what i mean <laughs> yeah you know what i mean so just to see yeah. just to see them you know, kind of play the culture and not not understand it for what it is. There's no surprise, but it is a missed opportunity and, and feels hollow and disappointing, you know? Like Hitman Hollow. Um, so listen, this is uh, same old new school. I'm one of your hosts, Idris Goodwin. Delighted as always to be with the homie. Kevin Coble. Yeah. And it's right great, here great on to be Bunkle with you. Home. Yeah. Man. Yes, sir. So speaking of, you know, issues around hip hop, commodification, commerce, all that. But something certainly that if this reeks of inauthenticity, the DNC battle, this next joint, I think, just is a fount of authenticity. Have you seen Netflix 40 year old version written and directed by Rada Black, a.k.a. Yeah, Rodimus Prime? Yeah, yeah, Rodimus Prime. I, I have. Shout out to homie Tara Mahadevan for, uh, like, you know, when it dropped, she's like, yo, you would like this. You know what I mean? And Oh, everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, and I saw it. I mean, I, I'll tell you, I, I have some some ideas and opinions. I really am because I think, you know, she's a playwright in here. Right. And, and an educator. And so, it, you know, in truth, I, a lot of what I was thinking about are stuff I've seen you go through. You know what I mean? And like shit that is pulled, you know, it feels like directly from, you know, your life in some ways. Um, and this movie, and, this movie is my life if I didn't have a wife and children. Just FYI, right? Like, like yeah. Well, why? Like, so like this is what I would be doing right now at forty right. plus. I, right. I would have made this movie. 
And there's certainly plenty of it that I definitely am like, like looking around like, holy shit. Anyway, please say more. I, I cut you off, but I just no, no. Just I, I'm. I mean, my I. I want to kind of you know cede my time uh, to my uh, you know esteemed colleague because I, I. I'm curious really about what you think. It just seemed there were moments where it really you know moved, motivated, and and touched me. And and there was a point at the end where she you know got up on stage, and I, I don't want to give it away because people should see this yeah. film. But you know her like kind of retort at the end. You know, really, like, there was a moment where she, you know, where she says in her rhyme, like, I'm my mother's daughter. And she she shouts mm. out her mom. And I'm like, I like mm. damn near like my eyes yeah. got glassy. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, um, definitely. But, but I'm really curious just about like how how real this is for you and, and how Dude. odd it must be to see it. My guy. So, yes. I mean, wow, there's so many levels I could speak to this film on. And, and I kind of like am f- nervous about the amount of time we have because we got to get into some albums. But I'll just say... It was just refreshing more than anything, man. Like, as a, as not only am I like a playwright, a black person who grew up on, came up on hip hop, who just recently relatively turned 40 and who navigates some of the questions that she's navigating. But beyond that too, man, I'm also a fan of independent film. Like independent film, that 90s era was huge for me. And the reason is, is because much like the hip hop music I was listening to, I like just freshness. I like freshness. I like realness. I like not realness, like realness, realness, but like realness of like, this is someone's expression. This is their life. This is their thought. This is their culture, right? That's what I feel like films should do. You know, I love the French New Wave. I love like, you know, like, you know, I like my popcorn movies too, but I just also love just, yo, I'm gonna bring you into my life. And so it was just like, it started off when it felt somewhat familiar, you know, just like, oh, the struggling artist, boom, boom, boom. The moment where she goes home and, you know, she's had that interact. First of all, the, the white artistic director character, like I've met that guy a hundred times. Yeah. That guy is real. That guy is on the prowl. Don't get it twisted. Right. Like, don't jiggle don't get his it. balls. Yeah. No, please don't touch that man's balls. Uh, but like, like it's still like, that's still in effect. And when she like chokes, dude, I know that that's what everybody, you know, people really have been pushed to that moment. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and so, and so, but the moment she's home and she starts rhyming and she starts like rhyming, rhyming, and she starts like being like, Finding going in, I was, I was like, I love this movie. I was like, yeah. just at, like, I literally yeah. paused the movie and was like, I love this movie yeah. because then she's like, I'm gonna put out a mixtape, da, 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 da. The moment she goes to Homeboy's studio, home studio, I'm like, okay, this is Erie. I've been here before. Like, this is Aloe's house. Shout out DJ Aloe. This is St. Pete's house. This is like every, this is, you know what I mean? Like just, I've been in that place so many times, you know, and just the journey she goes on, but it really is deeper than that too, where it's like, it's about self-discovery. It's about that line that we have to toe, not just as like artists, like, do you sell out? Do you keep it real? But also of like, I was reared in hip hop culture, which has its own set of rules and norms and modes. And then there's this other thing that has its rules and sets and modes, but it forces you to be someone else. And it and then it it like it's that collision. And that's what the movie's about, is about this collision of cultures, expectation, and how the state, how the self and validation plays into it. It's really a testament about what hip hop tells you to do, which is to fucking be yourself and to believe in yourself, but moreover to invest in yourself, like really invest in yourself and stop going for the okie doke. Cause these motherfuckers will never appreciate, they will never fully appreciate you. That artistic director, 
that will never get you, will never take you on your own terms, will constantly ask you to change your shit. Like, and, it, and yeah, and like, it, it gets celebrated. When she does that, when she switches it up, she gets celebrated. Yeah. And she's like, I, this is not, you know. Yeah, this is not, well, and you know, just, we were just talking about Charlie Clips and DNA and Battle Rap being essentially like kind of co-opted, you know, what it, what it feels like by the DNC and used in a way that isn't authentic to the form. And, and yeah, this is, this is in some ways like her, her desire to, you know, make a mixtape and, you know, and finding her voice in the form is, it's authentically her own, you know, and I think, I think, I think that you, it's beautifully said what, what we said that, that hip hop really ultimately asks you to be yourself, you know, and it asks you to be yourself without apology. And, and I think that's the strength. I think, you know, um, this film reminds me for a number of reasons of uh, she's got to have it, you know, sp the first full length spike film that I saw in that, I guess, probably in the 80s, I guess, end of 80s, but uh, not only because it's in black and white, but it because, because it does have uh, like that beautiful independent spirit that is borrowed from, I think, like a number of other genres and, you know, and, and not, not American genres of cinema. But it is also then about this journey that she takes to discover that she is enough. You know, and, and and I love that journey. I, I think, you know, if I'm going to be honest, like I think the first 10 minutes of this film were very hard for me to get through because they weren't good. I felt like the first 10 minutes, like I was really suspicious of the, you know, some of the, I don't know, like the, the, like her in the classroom with in that initial interaction with those young artists, those young theater folks, it didn't feel like real to me. Um, but if for whatever reason, if you have a similar experience, like push through those first 10 minutes, yeah because it gets very good and it, it I think it gets good. it gets on the rails pretty quickly and it is absolutely worth you know what happened I'm telling you wait make it to wait because because the movie starts like I, I believe that there's like a credits after she runs mm -hmm. after she starts. Mm -hmm. like that's what's so powerful in that moment is that she's presented one way she's presented in a certain kind of box yeah right and then she breaks out of that box as on some meta shit, like as the character, but also as the storyteller, like, no, 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 this is not that movie. This is not about a crying, struggling artist because I also do this well. I had to stop doing this thing I already do well because I'm trying to do this other thing well so I can fit into somebody else's box. And so to me, it's like a bursting open of the movie. It's actually like the real start of the movie. Yeah, no, point. that's, I think that's yeah. right. And, and I, I, you know, what I chalked it up to, Kevin, I, you know, it's just a first time film, you know? Yeah. So I think yeah, it was direct. It was honestly a directing thing. It was, I think you're and right. it's her too. And it's her too. It's the way that. And maybe almost, some young actors. She's directing. Who, you know, it's maybe some young actors who, who by the end of the film, I think redeem themselves oh, yeah. and are ultimately very good. Yeah, and the, look, that that's a minor. That's a. I, I'm just glad. Yeah. I, I my initial. It was a was tone like, not, thing. Yeah. 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 Great, some great. It was cameos, a tone thing. Some great cameos in here too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so how many how many stars are you giving it, Kev? Out of out of five, out of four stars, how many stars are you giving it? You know, three and three quarters. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just I, I think it's like if I'm going to teach a hip hop film class and I have. 20 films it's making it maybe you know what i mean and i think that that's significant because i think it's a really good film and i think it's a welcomed addition to a, a growing canon in that genre what about you i think it's also it it is the only film there has not been in my opinion a solid hip-hop culture fictional film that speaks to this particular moment we're in in a while that i can think of 
also from the perspective of a woman and a woman who's older and Thank I you. mean that shit don't yes. that, yeah. but that's what I'm saying but that's what I'm saying like it's so of the moment yeah like a hip hop generation 40 year old playwright doing the arts hustle da 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 all that specificity it's yeah. never that's never happened before yeah. ever that's never that's never happened who can legitimately spit and also like no that 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 movie can't happen any other time than right now, because we're sort of that that generation, you know. So yeah. and she's our generation, man. So it was also just yeah, refreshing. Right. Yeah, exactly. That too. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man. Big fan. Loved it. Loved it. Can't wait to yeah. watch it. Again. Yeah, forty year old version. Please, please, please check it out. All right. So this is same old new school with Idris Goodwin and Kevin Coble. And every week we chop it up about the latest in hip hop, culture, arts, politics, the whole nine. As I predicted, 2020 has been a stellar year for releases. Two big releases this week, you know, from two artists we both love and have spoken about before on the show. Sorry if you're tired of us hearing speaking about these two people, but it's a show about hip hop, okay? And we got to talk about hip hop. Black Thought finally dropped. Streams of Thought, three, Cain and Abel. Also, Benny the Butcher of Griselda drops Burden of Proof. Here we go. Kevin Koval, what do you think? We'll just, we'll jump back and forth. But like, what do you, what do we, what do we think here? I just feel very lucky that we're alive to hear these records, you know, and, and to hear these artists and to be privy to, because I think that these are very different records. But I also, I mean, that they dropped on the same, in the same week that they are also, you know, that these, you know, crews essentially are revolving in the same circles now that, you know, Black Thought appeared on a Griselda record just recently. We talked about the West Side Gun record that dropped. It's significant. And for me, you know, I think Black Thought's record, in some ways, like an examination of, you know, Black literature over the last, I don't know, few thousand years, it seems, you know, like it should be taught as such because there's so many notes that get you back to, Egyptology and, you know, mm-hmm. I, like he has a line, you know, Black Thought has a line about, you know, I'm, I've grown, dropping my popular B-boy poems took me to Amiri Baraka from Leroy Jones. Still I'm grown, dropping my popular B-boy poems took me to Amiri Baraka from Leroy Jones. You know what I mean? And, and, and he has so many references. And in the same way, but like mirroring each other, like Benny the Butcher's Burden of Proof is like an examination of like hustle economics. You know, mm-hmm. and and but but with the similar kind of, you know, minutia and storytelling and just like well executed, perfectly crafted bars, you know. And so I love both of these records as I'm, I, I feel like you do. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like them for different reasons. I mean, yes, they're definitely in conversation. I mean, this is definitely, you know, man, I, I know that there is a well justified narrative about you know, rap and, you know, posturing and masculinity and and a lot of, you know, complexity there. But the thing that I get out of both of these albums, and I just want to also impart, man, is like, these guys are wrestling with stuff, you know, that you're hearing them wrestle, you're hearing them try to negotiate the things that got them to where they are that they had to get through and endure. Because here's the thing that people forget, man, Toxic masculine, like men also abuse men. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we have a front row seat to that kind of same negativity, that armoring, all that angst, all of that. Like, so we got to negotiate it too. 
because it becomes a survival mechanism for us as well. And so that's just one. Like these, this is grown man rap in the sense of like these are grown men trying to. It's it's this is not vapid, one layer sort of just you know whatever. So in terms of thought, black thought. I gotta be honest, man. Like I've listened to a lot of Black Thoughts music. I've listened to a lot of the Roots. I've listened, you know, whatever. I love, you know, it's it's always like kid on Christmas when Black Thought drops. This album really surprised me, man. It's elevated. I think it's actually the first official like Black Thought like album album, because the level of production on it is far more adventurous. I think it's the most personal I've heard him. For the sure. song. Quiet trip. Downtown for the wind, whoa. Sean C for the tempo. Poor chickle for the intro. This is optical Don Disco from the one. Where it's all about insecurity. It's all about, mm. you know, I'm not I'm not up there. You know what I mean? Like I'm not which, like, which sounds like a Kid Cudi record almost. That that kinda, I think it kinda does. Yeah, yeah. But in a way where I had to go, I'm like, yo, is this is is Kid Cudi on this record? And it's not, and, and it's not to say that like, I mean, obviously Kid Cudi is influenced you know, the last 20 years of, of, of music. Yeah, I'm late and to the Kid Cudi. We're going to have a Kid Cudi episode. Oh, we should. I'm, I'm, yeah, coming, I'm finally should. coming around. Good. I'm late. I'm late. Good. But I'm no, like, I, wow, you, that guy was actually very ahead oh, of Oh, man. No, time. it still yeah, is. Yeah. Like, like yeah, people yeah, yeah. will be referencing Cudi for the next 100 years. But it's, it is, like, the, that is his most vulnerable, Black Thought's most vulnerable record. And he's channeling Cudi, I feel like, which is significant. I, I think that's, And, and yeah. I think a beautiful testament to, to Cudi, who's, gone through, I mean, who has, you know, really bared his soul in his music and, and, you know, shared all about his vulnerabilities and addictions and all of this shit. And it was refreshing. It was, it was surprising to hear thought like that on this record. I, I like, like I said, I had to go and be like, yo, who the fuck is it? Oh, it's, yeah, man. it's black thought shit. Yeah, no, he's, he's pushing and he's pushing in a different way. He's not pushing with just bar, he's not like sort of just building a wall with bars. Like he's letting people in, and he's it's showing a different kind of writing excellence. Yeah, a sort of, a sort of introspectiveness, still with the wordplay, still with the mastery, but but also with the groove. Like he's also really riding the groove. It's great. This this man, like this, not only is my favorite thing of Black Thoughts, it's also I think it might be one of my favorite albums. I got to give it another couple yeah. of listens, but yeah. after my first full listen. I like. I was like, "Whew!" No, I know. And, I, and, I, dog, I, yeah. and, and dog, really quick, I just gotta say, as a married professional artist, hip hop fan, the song "We Could Be Good." No one can always be kissing under the mistletoe. Eventually, you'll be sending each other missiles and wondering just where this will go. Even yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. For, yeah, that's like I rarely, you know, when you listen to. Griselda albums as much as we do. Like you, you, you feel it, but you're like, this is so not my life. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. so when you actually hear a rap song, you're like, shit. Okay. Like, right. that's a beautiful feeling. But that song, We Could Be Good, was like, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, man. No, this is this is a very mature record, you know. And I, I wonder, honestly, man, I wonder if we if we spend more time with with Benny's record next week because I I think like I know. you know I we know. we haven't Love really to gotten to, to the heart of it. I, one of the things I love about the Black Thought record too is that you know in the era that we came up, hip hop was also you know really mired in you know the most beautiful of Afrocentricities, and yeah. you know there is the continuation yeah. of this learning this history, this recontextualizing of history on this record. You know, he, he's quoting Stokely Carmichael, you know, who mm -hmm. later changes his name to Kwame Ture. The, there's that beautiful bit from Dave Chappelle that he has on uh, before, you know, before a great song. 
Um, and he's just, he's, you know, he's also, I think, like making the case for indelibly forever the black canon and not mm-hmm. the Eurocentric, like he says, I yeah. torch the trails of an Orson Welles. I rock jewels as big as oyster shells. I torch the trails of an Orson Welles. Rock jewels, biggest oyster shells. You know, yeah, to man. go from showman to shaman is not common. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. gems and gems and gems. Gems and gems and, it's, and it's gems. it's fucking clear that his being on the fucking Jimmy Fallon show, he's like standing, you know, yes. like awake, like near this clown yeah. all day and just be like, this is not it, fam. You know what I mean? Like and this, yes, yes, exactly. Which they which they can't call him on NBC. They can't call him that on the show. They call him Tariq. If you notice, they call him Tariq. They Damn, don't call him Black Oh Dog. shit! Right, but he's still black. But he, yeah, you're right. He wear he wear the shades because he's seeing it all. But yeah, man, this this is a this is a this is this album's literary as fuck. And I've been saying this for years. Every time that damn MacArthur Genius thing comes on every year, I'm like, talk to me when you give Black Thought his shit. Yep. Give Black Thought his shit. And no, then and then I'll yeah. I'll take y'all seriously. Yeah. But I'm sorry, Lynn Manuel Miranda does not get one no, until that. you get. I don't recognize it until Black Thought gets one because what in this album is yes. Pulitzer Prize level literary easy, like, easy. black literature canon done and I'm out. Yeah. Right. W B E Du Bois. Black Thought. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's black go. Thought. But yeah, the Benny. But yeah, we're gonna get into we'll, Benny we'll, next we'll, week. We'll, we'll, you knew it. You knew it though. You I knew it. You knew it. You tried to tell me. No, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, Benny next week because yeah, definitely a lot of thoughts and surprises on that. But I enjoyed that in a different, in a, in yeah, a right. Very no, different, we'll, we'll different experience we'll with that one. Yes, sir. All right, man. Um, yeah, man. That's a wrap. All right, shout out Buffalo Radio. Same old. All right, y'all. Peace, peace, peace.